Welcome to Loinlander, the most unofficial Outlander podcast on the internet, or anywhere, or anytime. Very clever. I am your host, Megan. This week, one week only. Every week. I am your host, Joe. Every week, you're our host, Joe. Joe Still has here. a glass of scotch with him. Second week in a row. Yes. Not even not even ice in it. No, I'm not drinking it watered down, straight just up. Straight. I think this is called neat. I'm not sure. Straight warm. Funny story, I'm not really a drinker. No. But uh, <laughs> this show has driven me no. to drink. Oh, you enjoy True it. True story. You've been enjoying it. Listen, can you hear that? No, because there's no ice in it. No That's one scotch. can hear water slushing around in a glass. It's not water. Um... I'm going to be like Ronald D. Moore. Ooh, that's, a, that's, a, that's scotch for sure. <laughs> yeah. This uh, this week's scotch is a 15-year-old Glenlivet. Remember, uh, you made me listen to his podcast. He's like, you listened to about five seconds of it. There's four cats in the corner. I've uh, got a cigar I, and a Glenlivet. And a, and a cat. And he, but he didn't. He drank like expensive, super. Yeah, like, he he's really like, did. It's a 1842 Aberhond. Can I just a, say, I miss him doing the official Outlander Stars podcasts. I mean, I, I do love that they've... They've been doing them again for for season four, but it's Matthew B. Roberts and Tony Graffia, and it is not not the He's same not back. Not as back. listening to Ronald D. Moore describe right. the you know that the madness behind the magic mm-hmm. or whatever the expression. I like is. that. That works for me. Um, but before we get into the the actual show itself, I just yep. want this is something I've been meaning to do a few episodes ago, and uh, I wanted to to do it this week. Oh. So we we've actually had. Um, because believe it or not, people do listen to this. So we've actually we've gotten a few messages saying, uh, you know, p- people have come on for this season and they're like, well, why are you having a podcast when one of the, <laughs> the people who does the podcast obviously hates the show? And that is a legitimate question. Uh, but this is something we only ever addressed in the very first ever episode of Loinlander that which we was ever season recorded, three which, for us. Which we started was, in season which three. Was a while ago now. Yep. So we just thought we should probably just explain our dynamic. So yeah. Megan, you want to go with this? Sure. I am. Uh, I, I have read the books. I've read all the way up to A Breath of Snow and Ashes. I'm reading that right now. And um, That really I, sounds like a Game of Thrones book. Well, anyway, I, I bet she wrote it first. Maybe. We'll see. Um, and Joe actually got me into the series. He didn't want to watch it with me. But no. He's like, I saw a trailer for the series. I think you'd really like it. It's called Outlander. And I said, you know what? I read the book a few years ago and uh, I said it was it was a pretty good book but it was there was just a lot of um, a lot of James Fraser's stirring lo- stirring loins and so he started calling it Loinlander but then of course I started watching the series and fell in love with it became obsessed with it and also fascinated by the adaptation because Diana Gabaldon's books are so huge they're these mammoth stories mm-hmm. and you know originally it was Ronald D Moore taking just so so many pages and pages and pages and pages of detail and text and making them into very precise concrete entertaining hours of television which you love which i love and tried to get me to watch and forced joe to watch and i i love it so much that i wanted to talk about it all the time and and i said we should do a podcast together and joe said couple things number one i'll only do it if we can call it loinlander because that's what he's always called outlander and number two he wanted he said, I want to be honest. I needed, I needed carte blanche to say whatever I wanted. And it took Megan two seasons <laughs> to agree. But finally, at the beginning of season three, she said, forget it. We'll do it. You can say whatever you want. Yes. So that is why I say whatever I want. 
because right. so I'm 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 just being honest, but that is that is the thing. I do it for fun. We do it because we like it. But yeah, no, I'm uh, I, I just I calls it as I sees it. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, did we watch an episode this week? We certainly did. It was episode four oh five of Outlander. Of Outlander, okay. and it was called Savages. Yeah. And who are the savages in well, this episode? This we'll is, get into that. This, yeah, this kind of harkens back to the last episode. Uh, you know, well, who are the savages? That yeah. Was a good question. So just um, speaking of harkening back to the last episode, uh, it was written by someone, the last episode, Common Ground, was written by a writer called Joy Blake. Yeah. Um, and she had written one other episode in season three. Okay. And she was a newer writer. I thought that the last episode, Common Ground, was phenomenal. I absolutely yep, loved I it, you as it. you know. She posted on Twitter that that was her final, that was the last thing she's doing for Outlander. Wow, really? That was like her goodbye, Outlander. Okay, well. And I felt sort of disappointed when I saw that, because I thought, she gets it. This is a really good episode, yeah. but she, that was it for her. She's got other things going on, I guess. She's moving on. That's right. So this episode, Savages, was written for television by someone named Browen Garrity. Yep, I have a hard time saying that name. And it was directed by, and I love this, it's a female director, Denise DeNovi. Is this first ever female writer, female director yes. combo? Yeah. Yes. And Denise is going to be directing the next episode as well. Yeah, they've been blocking them off for sure. Yes. So the title shot, do you remember what the title shot is? It was the, a doll. It was a it was doll. It was a creepy little doll. It was yeah. a creepy little doll. No good is going to come no, from that creepy, creepy doll. little yeah. doll wrapped in paper. Mm -hmm. Lovingly wrapped in paper. Right. So the first thing that we see is Claire and her healer friend. The actress yeah. who's in Dances with Wolves. This is a yeah, main actress. Yeah. Um, and well, she, obviously... She was Graham, Graham Greene's wife. Yeah. She was a big deal in that yeah. movie. And... Obviously, a lot of time has passed because they've developed a relationship. They're pals. Yeah. They're pals. They're sitting like, by the river. They're talking. They're kind of like at one point she sort of make fun makes fun of Claire because she's saying rabbit incorrectly. She's like, you're saying cap, yeah. right? And then Claire yeah. laughs and Claire's teaching her how to speak English. Right. In addition, there's they've built all of their home. So like weeks and weeks, yeah, maybe months is, Maybe has months passed. has passed. Because the house is not only built, but it's fully furnished. It's fully stocked. And it's very lived in looking. Yeah, yeah. So, so this is, I don't know how much time has passed. I'm sure book readers, if you know, throw it out to us. Yeah. But yeah, so obviously some time has passed. What did you think of the way Fraser's Ridge looked on the inside? It doesn't look as small as I would have thought from uh, from the blocked the, the, out, the blocked out yeah. part, but which it probably isn't because it's two completely different things. Mm -hmm. But uh, and you know it's really hard to shoot in a closet. So, uh, but but it looks it looked cozy, it looked homey, it looks homey, hey. Yeah. It's so funny though because when Claire was living in the 1960s with Frank and whenever she thought about, oh, I wonder what it would have been like if I'd stayed with my other husband, I bet she never pictured them living in the American colonies in a cabin. No, I don't think That's so at all. That's not the life that I think That's not she Claire Fraser. probably thought she'd she be She does a lot Jamie. of things in this episode that I, I wouldn't have thought she would have thought she would be doing. Yeah. As a professional doctor in Boston in 1960-whatever. Right. Yes, and we will get Claire, into all of those things. goat feeder. <laughs> we'll get into the goat feeding. So, young Ian comes in. Yeah. And I find he is stealing the show with his charm. As he's he, stepping it up As he season. steals he's, the bacon he's or the because, jerky. He's the last piece of jerky. And he just comes <laughs> yeah. in and they're talking about conserving it. Young Ian just grabs it and But they make him it. put it down. Yeah. Um, 
But yeah, and he's smiling and he's like, I love bacon, as they talk about fattening up the pig right. that they have so that they can eat it. Yeah. Um, and then he sort of steps aside because he and Jamie are about to leave to go try and find people to settle, settle and yeah. to take property on the farm. And there's this really nice moment between Jamie and Claire about Brianna. What did you think of this? Um, I thought it was... It, well, it was also almost... I didn't know if it was supposed to be pseudo-sci-fi because he said he had a dream. He knew. He's like, hey, yo. does he said, I saw her. Does, does Brianna have a birthmark? Mm-hmm. And Claire's like, yeah. And he's like, is it like a little diamond behind her or something like that? And Claire like just hits her like a baseball bat. Mm-hmm. And... Um, because obviously he's right. So and, and he said he saw her in a dream. So is that supposed to be is that supposed to have some significance to her coming through the stones? Well, and also if we go back to Oh yeah, her friend Claire and her friend, her she's healer. like, "Oh, my my, you know, my daughter's far far away." And she just kind of like looks, you know, with like a she wizard kind of look in her eyes and yeah. she's like, "She's here." Yeah. And Claire's like, "No, crazy she wizard. She's in my heart." And she's like, "No." Here. Girl who calls rabbit cap. She's here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so so yeah, they they like they made some allusions to there being you know some supernatural currents with Brianna, but they never really they don't really pay it off. No. So I don't know if they're going to in future episodes, but, but yeah, they're, we'll they're see. laying the, the groundwork for it. Then then we have Roger in Inverness in 1971, and he's trying to find Just Brianna. Looking dumb. He has <laughs> a shitty outfit. Like he looks, he look like I don't know if any of you out there have ever watched it. He kind of remind me of Cartman from South Park. Oh with, my goodness! Like the biggest, it's dumb, such... dumbest toque I've ever seen. I know. And and the layers. One of our a... one of our listeners has pointed out <laughs> just, that he's just always wearing layers. layers. He's like a beige <laughs> onion. You just peel him. Each layer is just another layer of beige. That Why makes are you, you doing cry. that to Richard? Rankin? I don't know. I don't know. It's not good. Uh, anyways, it, he goes to Mrs. Barrett's house, and I asked you, I'm like, do you recognize this? This is the exact right. I same... I remember the monument. I knew it was the same location. Location as Claire and Frank went to in the pilot episode, so I loved right. that. It kind of gave me shivers. I was like, this is so exciting. It's the same set. Roger's there so many years later. Brianna has been there. She says, he's like, did she leave anything? No. Wait, except this letter to right. you. That was what you called. I called that immediately. Yeah. 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 And and there it was. There was a letter. Yeah, that was, was two things you called that there would be a letter and how you're like Roger is looking paunchy, which he isn't. He looks, so why does he look like? He looks that? a little paunchy. I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's the seven thousand layers, but whatever. Yeah. So he sits down and he reads. He yeah, goes to read the letter, and it basically says, "Hi, well, Roger." We, well, that's later on. He reads it later. He just sits oh, down, okay. and then Sorry. we we won't worry about it. Yeah. So Jamie and Young Ian are then uh, walking around. They've traveled because we learn later that Jamie is yeah, three days town. north what's it, what's of it where they live. Two Creeks or something like that. I can't remember. It has a, the little town has a name mm-hmm. which I, of which I cannot recall. I can't either. Irrelevant. Um, also, he's Jamie has this candlestick yeah. and he goes to someone Graham McNeil's house. Right. And his wife. Graham McNeil's wife is just all over. She over wants him. Jamie like nobody's business. Was this in the book? I don't, I know. don't know. I skimmed. I skimmed this book hard. And she was throwing herself at him so but that by the end of the episode, I actually kept, felt kind of bad for her. I did too. Also, I don't, she was pretty. She was really pretty. I feel she, like I actually recognize that actress from something else, from a bit part in something else, but maybe, maybe not. I don't know. But uh, yeah, so the the silversmith was not there, but his lonely, lonely wife was, and she wanted. Jamie was like, "Is he coming back?" And she's like, "Not today." 
would you like to come in and have some soup? <laughs> Shittiest pickup line ever. Yeah. But uh, but Jamie knew what was happening. That's not the first time a loss, a bunny no. lass has offered him soup. <laughs> He's like, story yeah. of That's my right. life. Larry's been pouring soup down my throat for 20 years. <laughs> so meanwhile, Claire is delivering a baby. And they, yeah. uh, and at, with some German immigrants, mm-hmm. and they are all singing, and it's so peaceful. And is it's this just a, beautiful. Is this at Fraser's Ridge? Are these tenants? No, I don't think so, because no, they're very far away. Just other people. Yeah, that's, so, well, 10,000 acres is a long ways. But yeah. anyway, I was just, it, again, I don't think it's really relevant. I don't think they're tenants, curious. no. Yeah, but yeah, so they just sing the baby out. They sing the baby out, yeah. which, which um, is- as... As two people who have been um, in a delivery room. I haven't delivered a baby, but I've been close to the deliverance of babies. Of and my two babies. Nobody was singing. We were not singing. Nobody but sang. I love that they were. It was so peaceful yeah. and such a sweet, sweet way to deliver a baby. It was. Uh, yeah. And it's Frau Mueller. Yeah, Frau Mueller. And... They call her Clara. Frau Clara. Yes. And um, Herr Mueller. Herr Mueller. Mr. They, Mueller. Yes. Yeah. And... His son, and they she didn't just, know how to just, say uncle, and the kid's like uncle. I know, and that guy is so sweet. Yeah. So they go back to Jamie, and he's standing around with a bunch of farmers. Yeah, and he's trying to sell them on uh, farming on Fraser's Ridge. He's trying to basically yeah. give them free land. He's like, yeah. "Hey, bros, I got free land. You want he's some?" So proud and excited. Yeah. And then stunned when they right. turn him down. They're all basically like, "Good luck to you, Mister Fraser," and they walk away. And he's like, "What the deuce?" Well, and at one point he calls the guy out. Right? He's well, like, "I can tell you're a farmer." Yeah, and Young Yin is actually like, "Did a bunch of farmers just turn down free land?" <laughs> yeah. Young Yin doesn't know what the hell's going on. Young Yin says, "I actually wrote it down. Did six farmers just refuse the offer of land, even with no charge?" Yeah. And Jamie's just stunned. Yeah, like, Jamie's got no words for it. Um, and so he goes up and talks to a guy named Brian, who's uh, yeah. he bonds with because they both, you know, fought at fought at Cal- Culloden. Cal- and they're both at uh, Ardsmere. Uh, different prisons, but oh, okay. I thought they he said both because he said, "Did you go to prison?" And he said, "Yes." And then he names his prison, right? And Jamie says Ardsmere. So they, it was like similar sort of life 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 paths. And he essentially says that uh, Lord Tyron, Tryon, sorry, Lord Tryon, has dishonest taxes. So they all gave up their farms. Yeah, so basically the, the tax man just keeps coming with his hand out. And if they don't have money, they, he takes, you know, pigs and goats and chickens and basically anything that isn't nailed down until essentially they have nothing. So they're just a bunch of crooks. Yeah. Yeah. They're not saying necessarily that Lord Tryon is a crook, but that... Which he might be, but then mm-hmm. his tax his taxation officers are crooks for sure. Yeah. Meanwhile, Claire is having a wonderful bonding session with yeah. the German family, so sweet, whose baby she delivered, and to the extent that they are going to name their baby after her, Clara. Clara. Frau Mueller, no Herr Mueller. She's yeah. got the creepy doll. Yes. Yeah. That doll. And the daughter's so touched. She's like, oh, doll for the baby? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and I is... like, I do like that this is just another example of all the immigrants who came to America during this time. Right? This is just, these are, these are German immigrants. And it's so brave for them to come and start a completely yeah. new life just in an entirely different world. Delivering babies in the middle of the forest. Well, it's obviously it? difficult because the young mother's well, husband just... is already dead. Yeah. They just sang that baby out in the forest. It's just incredible. It is incredible. Brave, Good for brave them. Brave people. Good for them. 
But then... But then, the Cherokee arrived to get a yeah. freaking drink of water. Rollo freaks out. Re- Rollo freaks out, as does Herr Mueller. Yeah, Herr Mueller just he gets, gets his super gun, pissed. And, and he and his son run out. And yeah. I don't know if you noticed this, actually, because I watched it. I was watching it for the second time when Joe watched it. But his young son is also holding the gun next to Herr Mueller. But he says, move away, please. Like, he's much more polite right. and less aggressive. Much like, you know how we were talking in a couple episodes about how, a couple episodes ago about how young Ian is kind of open. Yeah. And, like, learning, and he's right. very influenced by Claire's opinions. And I, it just kind of shows that one generation down weren't quite as aggressive at, like, he was not as aggressive as his father. Oh, no, Harry he Mueller was... He like, was... put your, put, move away, please, yeah. right? Where... And but you can see that they're being trained to fear because they they do a shot to the to the uh, mother like the newborn oh, and mother and terrified. they're terrified they're crying and praying and they are it's so scary to them right whereas to Claire she's like they are just getting a yep. drink of water so she runs out and stands in between and what did you think of the scene with Claire uh I mean this is vintage Claire just throwing herself like but in a more of a noble way than a than a dumb way where she you know. She knows that it's going to go real south real fast. So she, she basically puts herself in front of a gun and crazy hair Mueller and, and is just like, stop, stop, stop. I know these people. They're good people. And, um, well, and she comes out and she says to the Cherokee, I'm friends with, I can't remember her name, the mm-hmm. healer, their healer. I'm friends her with her. Either. And, and they said, Oh, are you Bear Killer's wife? And she's right. like, Yes, yes I, I am. am. So they're almost easier to right. Well, deal with and they they said I can't remember exactly what they I can't remember what they called Herr Mueller, but they're like, well, we didn't expect you to be associating with these guys. And yeah. she's like, I'm just delivering a baby. I'm not like I'm not with them. I'm just here. Yeah. So there's obviously it's interesting because they they didn't really get into it too deep, but there's obviously history between Herr Mueller's camp and the yeah. the natives because you know and even even Harry Mueller says later in the episode which will there's more important things that happen in that scene so we'll talk about it now mm-hmm. is that uh you know she's like you know they could they they were just getting a drink but like Harry Mueller said he's like they can get a drink anywhere there's streams there's waters there's lakes but they came to my front door to it, like it, it is a pissing match right like they are they are just getting a drink, but at the same time, they're like, they're coming and saying, like, this is our this land. is our water. We, we can, yeah, it's like we could get a drink anywhere, but we're gonna get a drink here, right here, because this is this is our water, just like all the water, yeah, kind of kind of thing. You know, they're not necessarily being, oh, you know, they're like, oh, you know, it's 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 almost. Well, they're defensive of their land uh, and their they, property. Yeah, the same 100%. Way. Yeah. They should be. Yeah, it's like, you know, this, like he said, all, the, I can't remember what, he actually says, like, all the water, like, there's no, no one owns the water. Yeah. But it's it's kind of, you know, but Herr Mueller is claiming that he owns that water and it's there. So they're kind of being like, no, nobody owns the water. Yeah. We can drink from this water. Yeah. And then, in a unfortunate turn of events, they innocently give the water a blessing. Yeah. Yeah, and Harry Mueller freaks the f- out again. He's like, "What? Are, what are they doing? Yeah, Frau Claw, what is he doing?" <laughs> and uh, he's, you know, again. Claire's like, "It's just a blessing." Just a blessing. Yeah, chilled out, Frau. Hair, <laughs> German. Another skip, a sip of scotch. I can't even say it. <laughs> another, another skip of scotch. Yeah. Woo. All right. Then what does Harry Mueller do? Well, 
end scene, Claire then rides home. It's obviously very far away because she's riding and she's exhausted. Oh, yeah. Rolo galloping along beside God, her. Not Rolo. galloping, he's a dog. But There's actually a really cool shot that I really liked with Claire where she kind of goes up over a hill and it's uh, the, the sun is setting behind her and it's like this really cool silhouette as she's... Uh, as she's clip clopping through the forest, and Rolo kind of comes up behind her. It just—it was a really cool shot. I, oh. I really love uh, silhouette in cinematography, and it, it looked really, really good. Oh, nice! So she gets home, and you thought something was going to happen. You were like, "What's happening? Who's at the house? What's happening?" But well, the, it was just showing that she truly is alone. Yeah. But she got home, and she's so exhausted. And I actually love this scene because she like flops down on the bed and takes a couple breaths, and then passes out. Yeah, it's over. Which, if you figure, she was delivering a baby, even if they are singing and it's pleasant, it probably... She'd probably been awake for a few hours by right. the... Well, for maybe even a couple days. Yeah, and then and she, then she the, rode the adrenaline all the way pumping home. and all kinds of stuff. It's a tough go. Yes. So, the next morning, Claire is tending to the farm like a champ. And oh. I love this montage. She She's showing how brave and how capable she is. Jamie is far, far away. Yeah. At one point, like I said, he describes himself as three days north of Fraser Ridge. So there's no cell phones. No, like, no. even if she really needed him and screamed really loudly... He's not coming. King of men. He's not King of coming. Gone. She yeah, can't text him. She can't gone. call... It's insanity. But she right. is just like, oh, Clarence, look, I have a carrot for you. Right. And here's this food Talking for the to all her little animal friends. Plumping up the pig <laughs> for like, Christmas. She's like, poor pig. You don't know. You're just a, a pork chop at Christmas. That really bothered you, which I find funny because you... I like the pig. I don't know. I also eat pork. I... You know what? I'm a complex individual. You are complex. And, you uh, felt bad for the pig when I she said that. I like pigs, but I also like ham and bacon. It's weird. It's a it's a it's a complex affair. Right. With Schwein. <laughs> but I like that pig. Meanwhile, Ian and Jamie are feeling a little downtrodden, and it only yeah. gets worse because the bit for the horse breaks. Yeah, they're trying to. You can believe it. They're basically sulking, and they're about to go home. And Ian goes to find a blacksmith. Yeah. Did you have any idea that this is where Murta would be? I, I had absolutely no... Oh, spoiler. I had no idea. But but basically, yeah, Jamie says, find the blacksmith, get it fixed, and don't take no for an answer, which, you know, is kind of a key. Because Mur- Murta, who, you know, Ian doesn't know is Murta, which, by the way, let's just talk about the big reveal. So the big reveal, when you... You recognized his yeah. voice. How did you recognize his voice? Because, well, as soon as I saw... As soon as they didn't show his face for a long time, like, it's pretty much they're beating you over the head that this is a reveal, right? Like, it's... But his, it's, he looked so different from the back because of his hair. Yeah, yeah. The, he's, he's got the silver fox. And, uh... Yeah, you were like, Murdy, silver fox! <laughs> so, yeah, no, he was looking at... I've read that, I've read that in other places as well now. Uh, and, uh, yeah, no, he's, it's, he's rolling the silver fox look. It was... He's doing really well with it. But yeah, no, I knew it had to be somebody. And who else would it be? So yeah, I knew it was going to be Murtaugh. And I was was excited. I was like, this is Murtaugh. I was so excited to see him too. And I love how it's such a teaser in terms of the first reveal of Murtaugh isn't the the actual reveal because Ian has no idea who he is. So you get it twice. You get to experience it when you're like, this is Murtaugh. And then you're just trying to figure out how Jamie is going to... Yeah, yeah, how is this going to happen? And it seems like at one point, he's not going to. Oh, and I I was... Sorry. I, I really like what I hate so much in TV shows and movies is that thing where there's like a non-stop series of near misses like 
oh, we almost ran into each other. Oh, but we didn't. You know, like yeah. we're you know, like I hate that. So I'm so glad that they didn't drag this shit on for you know a couple episodes where they almost meet up oh, or, yeah. or whatever. Oh, like yeah. I'm glad that they just. Jamie went right back in. He was like, what are you doing charging the boy 21 shillings for a, a bit? And then he goes, blacksmith, which I thought was really uncharacteristic <laughs> right. of him. But he's, he's had a bad day. He had a shit day. And actually, that he was... He spent all his money on a bit. <laughs> I know. Like, it's just so funny. I love that scene with Sam Hewen when they're on the, the cart and they start to ride. And Hewen's like, yeah. It cost me this much money. And 15. Can... He's like, 15? He's, he's like, like, uh, 15. And seven? More? Yeah. And then it just shows, like, Jamie's face. And Sam Hewen can make his face look so haggard when he wants to. Yeah. He looked tired in this episode. He did. Yeah. Which he was supposed to. So he had just fought a bear a couple months earlier. So. Right. Man bear. So. But now, Blacksmith turns around. Blacksmith turns around. But he gets a look. Because Murtaugh knows who it is just from the voice. Right? He knows it's Jamie before Jamie knows it's Murtaugh. And, and do you remember the first thing that Murtaugh says when he turns around? Thank the Lord. Oh, like thank that? Christ. Oh, thank Christ. Which made me cry. Because it means you that welled. every day of Murtaugh's life, he's been hoping that Jamie survived. And that Jamie was okay. Mm-hmm. And that he was alive. Yeah. And to me, like, Jamie and Murtaugh are obviously, like, they're pals, they're buddies, but... Peanut butter and jam. But... More than that, he is, he's his godfather. He's his, it's almost like an adoptive parent sort of situation. So Jamie's so happy to see Murta, but Murta is relieved to see Jamie. Like you would be if your child was out there. Yeah, and Jamie starts welling up. Oh, Jamie's mouth opens. Yeah. He's, he's Sam Hewen played this very well. Also, I don't know if you know if you were watching, but I also love the young Ian because he's just like, "What the f- is going on? Why?" He actually says, "You know oh, this old, old coot? coot, yeah." <laughs> and uh, no, it was a it was a really touching scene, and Murta, you know, throws his arms around Jamie, laughing. He's yeah. so happy and, to see him. And my favorite line of the whole episode was when. I'm going to misquote it, but basically Jamie says, you know, I have so much to tell you, and Murtaugh says, and I want to hear every word of it That's or something. That's exactly what he says. Yeah, it, it's, uh... Who doesn't want a Murtaugh in their life? You know I what I mean? I want a Murtaugh in my life. I want a Murtaugh in my life, too. Like, Jamie's like, I have so much to tell you. Most people would be like, I have so much to yeah, tell you, I too, to, because... Murtaugh doesn't care. You're not the only... Murtaugh says, I can't wait to hear every word. Yeah. Because that, that's what I mean about it. It's like a father-son relationship. It really is. It's beautiful. It is. Did you get welled up? I don't do that, no. Okay, I don't do that. So, I read an article with Duncan LaCrosse, right. who plays... LaCrosse? LaCroix? 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 Murtaugh. Murtaugh. Yeah. And, um, where did you read it, you ask me? I'll I, tell you. Where did van- you read it, man? In Vanity Fair. Oh, who's it written by? Oh, come on. Joanna Robinson? I mean, I don't know. I'm a fan. Okay, well, I don't know who it All was right. written by. Anyway, go ahead. But he was just talking about how, because obviously this is completely straying from the book. None right. of this happened because right. Murta died at Culloden right. under a tree. Sad scene. Um, so the writers were so excited to bring him back. And originally they were going to bring him back in season three in Jamaica on a hill with a bunch of escaped slaves. Do you remember how there was, like, talk about how there was escaped slaves on the top of a hill? Yeah, yeah. 
So they were going to do something where Jamie and Claire ran into Murta at the top of a hill in Jamaica, but it was too... That's classic outlander stupid. It was too much. It was They're like, dialing back the stupid in this this show, and I, I'm, I'm impressed by it. Yes. Yeah. So, and even Duncan Lacrosse, Lacrosse? Coy. Look, mm-hmm. Murta, Murta himself yeah. was happy that they waited and then introduced him here because he also said that he went off Twitter because he couldn't handle all of the fans being like, when are you coming back? When are you coming back? When are you coming back? Like, he's such a beloved character. Right. It's a good problem to have as an Oh, actor, for sure. I would think. But I saw Matthew B. Roberts and um, Meryl Davis were talking about just how the Murta in the show, they always made him bigger than in the book. And yeah. in the book, Murta's important to Jamie, but he and Claire don't bond as much as the characters right. in the show do. Like, they had a real relationship, Myrta and Claire, yeah. and Myrta knew that she was a time traveler in season two. Right. So, I thought that I was I was very happy with the way he returned. Me too. I, 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 I didn't did like it. that I had to wait for that long, because that's a long time. We're in episode five of season yeah, four. Yeah, but it made sense to, I mean, I guess it's kind of, you know, blacksmiths are were very integral parts of society back then so mm-hmm. i find it a little hard to believe you know if i'm if i want to be nitpicky about it which let's face it yes mm-hmm. um you know that, that they wouldn't have run into the blacksmith in all the time they've been there i mean basically the blacksmith but they haven't been to that city that's three days north they've been to wilmington before oh really is that okay i didn't get that part that they hadn't been there before yeah they're going to different places right oh and i forgot to mention that in between uh, ian seeing Murta and Jamie being reunited with Murta. I don't know if you remember, but Jamie goes back to that lady, the silversmith, silversmith, knocks on the door, husband's still not there, and she says, do you care to wait inside? I'll serve you a hearty piece of pie. And you said, also something to eat, which is super crude. What? But totally what she meant. That is exactly what she meant. Crude, but accurate. Right. Yeah. What is he trying? What's he looking for a silversmith for? By the way, I do we he know? He wants to. What's make he making? Money. Off no, no. That well, candlestick. Well, but he wants to. No, no. He wants someone to like. He obviously wants to make something out of it. So he wants to melt down the silver and make something out of it. What's he making? Oh, I have no idea. Oh, okay. I was just almost a little bit annoyed for Claire when it showed her during the first night trying to find the other freaking candlestick. She's in the dark. <laughs> Jamie, like she needs. I, and I said they wouldn't use those candlesticks. She was, she was trying to find it, but no, he's trying to make something, okay. you know. And something, you know, if he's using a giant candlestick, something of a fair size, maybe to kill werewolves. I don't know. Silver bullets. I don't know either. But speaking of Claire, they show her again, just going about her day. They show her once again feeding the goats, oh, and you man. said, "I wonder how many times Claire's going to feed those fucking goats in this episode." She fed the goats a lot. She, didn't, she fed them three times. It showed her feeding enough. the same it's goats, the same enough food, enough goats, three times. Yeah. But it's just showing you that she's quite capable and just going about her day. Right, and the monotony, and she's getting bored. She sits down with Rolo. She has a scotch like me, and and she does. Yeah, yeah she sits. She down, smells she it first, and is like, "Whoa, Ugh. that sells awful. Let's she drink it." it yeah. And she gives herself a healthy pour. Like, that's a five-finger pour right Certainly there. Certainly she does. While she's feeding the goats for the final time, right. someone knocks on the door. Yeah. It's the German priest. He comes and he tells her horrible news that since in the time that she's been feeding those goats right. over and over, the three days, or I guess it's been a week at that point. Something like that, yeah. The new mother, the baby, 
and the son, the uncle. They all died. They all died. They got the measles. They got measles, and he would given them the, the last rites that morning while she was feeding the goats. Right. Horrible, but... Horrible. He, Horrible. he said, the, then the pastor says that Herr Mueller blames Claire. Right. Because... Well, it's sweet, actually, because Claire's like, how are... How are Frau and Herr Mueller? I'll get my stuff and I'll come and check on them. Yeah, She's just worried like, about them. And he's no, like, no, no. stay away from yeah, them. Because Herr Mueller thinks that she let the the natives... Do a curse. Yeah, she, he doesn't think they blessed the river. He, he thought they cursed it. And that's the only way that they could, could have gotten measles that quickly. And uh, so basically, the pastor is fearing for Claire. Like he says... Hair Mueller's yeah, gone off his nuts careful. and he's be coming careful. for you. Best of luck. Peace be with you. Yeah, and then he gets and the then he rock gets out of the there. Heck he gallops out of, out of there quicker than quick. Then we go back to Jamie and Myrta and Ian, and they're all sitting they're around the bar. Yeah, meanwhile, Jamie's just having a brew. He has no idea what she's yeah. going through. Um, young Ian's so sweet. He's like, You were an indentured servant. Is it awful being indentured? And Myrta <laughs> says, like, Yeah. I. Yeah. It is. It is. And then Jamie tells him to go get a drink. Murta gives him the rest of his money back, which I loved. And he's like, he, well, he goes up, he gets halfway, and he comes back. He's this like, guy's got all I, my money. we've got all our money. <laughs> so Duncan just gives him the sack. And then Murta and Jamie bond over Claire's return. And right. Murta is so happy for him. He grabs his arm and he's like, laughs. That's great he's news. Like, That's wonderful. And he asks yeah. about the Baron. Jamie whispers that she's living in the future, going to university, talks about the yeah. advantages that women have yeah, in the yeah. future. Yeah, because Murtaugh kind of gives like a little head and Jamie's tilt. Like, women women get so much a more. Lo- a lot <laughs> they get more, so much more stuff now. Yeah. And I just thought, how nice is it for Jamie? Well, even he's curious about because he, he's like, oh, and she's you know the age to have children of her own. Like he's into it. Like it's like he's yeah. asking about his granddaughter. Basically, like he's he's and Jamie's like I she is, but she soup, doesn't yet. Yeah. She's going to university to the, to the best that I know of. Like they're yeah, they're having a really it's so open sweet. And, and you said I and it's true that you know it's it's got to be nice for Jamie just to have someone to talk about all this crazy ass shit that it's going on in his life. Well, and I I asked you about this, and this is yes. I don't understand why, and I mean I know it wasn't in the book, blah blah blah, but I don't know why they would have why they would keep it a secret from Young Ian. He's so like he's such a big part of their lives. Yeah, I don't understand why they wouldn't tell him. You know, like what's who's he gonna tell? And I feel like he would be genuinely super stoked to find out that his Auntie Claire, like he loves he Auntie loves Claire, her. like to find out that she was a time traveler from the future. His little head might actually blow the fuck off. I think that's why they're not telling. Maybe him. like he would he would be so excited. Uh, but uh, but I, then I, don't I why when they would. you and I were talking about this, and I said, why would they tell him when they haven't told Fergus? Well, Fergus sucks. That's why Fergus doesn't suck, and he is essentially their adopted son. Plus, he I was love with them. You in... know, Fergus is like off this show. Hey, like he just he's like a cameo character now, which is so rad. He's not. Well, he's, we'll, we'll Fergus we'll, is very much in the show. We'll see what Fergus happens. is very much. He's not here. He will, he hasn't been, but he will be. Well, but he can't be right now because he's having a baby with Marcy. He's not pregnant. Anyway, we saw Herr Mueller. He had a baby. So the next scene is... Oh, well, first of all, Myrta asks Jamie to come and live with them. And you're like, yes, everyone's together. Come and live with them. Yeah, yeah. And Myrta says... "Uh, Can't do it. I can't do it. Come to a meeting with me. But it's all I want in the whole world is for Myrta to go and live on Fraser's Ridge with them. Right. That's all I want, Joe. Yeah, he said he has bigger commitments here, and you yeah. know, like he when when he found out that 
Jamie was hawking Lord Tryon's land. He kind of, you know, furrowed, furrowed his brow. And he didn't say anything negative about it, you know. But he, uh, you know, obviously there's some I was devastated when he didn't immediately say, yes, I will come and live with you. Right. Adding to Rolo's gang. Yeah. Meanwhile, Claire, at night, in the cabin with a gun. Terrified. Terrified. And you said, why doesn't she go... Why doesn't she go to her friend, that healer? Yeah, and hang out with the... with. And with, I said, it doesn't really work like I that. Guess, and there's yeah. no. And you said, why doesn't she go and stay with someone? And I said, Joe, they're in... They're, in the, in, a, the they're in the middle of the fort. Where is she going to go? I like the little... They had a little montage, though, when she's getting her guns ready and stuff. And yep. you can actually... They're they're doing, like... There's, like, a military, like... Kind of, like, drum line in the background of the music. And it's... it's kind of tough. She is tough. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of... it's You get annoyed at Claire... Friend Randall Frazier, but she is a Randall tough Razor. cookie. She is a tough cookie for sure. And at one point, Rolo starts barking, and she t- picks up the gun and looks out the yeah. window, and she's, she's like, ready to "Shoot a man!" She's like, "It's just the wind." And then she literally puts another log on the fire, yeah. indicating she's, she's not, not going. Yeah, she's not going to sleep. That's right. <laughs> and gnaws on a piece of beef jerky like yeah. a badass. That's right. That last piece of beef jerky. Thank God Ian left it. Yeah. Yeah. And thank God for and then Rolo. Then she fed the goats, probably. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Rolo, Rolo is Rolo is the unsung hero of this season. He really is. And I have to say... He saved their ass a number of times. If I was her, I would have Rolo in the bed with me. Like, just yeah. being as well, close to him. That is a small house. Rolo's... They're all... They're in the bed all the time, basically. That's true. It is... Like, if she's on yeah. the bed and he's yeah. in the living room, he's still lying the bed, right beside her. Yeah. yeah, that's a really good point. So then we learn that Murta... Murty. ...is part of the uprising. In fact... Yeah. He's the leader. Yeah, he's the leader of the resistance. Such a well-shot scene. Jamie's so uncomfortable. Yeah. And you know what I was thinking? It must be so weird for him to be on a completely different side than Murtaugh because they fought side by side their whole lives. Absolutely. Suddenly, they're on different sides. Mm -hmm. Well, even, I mean, just, it's sort of, you know, Jamie's always been the, you know, part of the revolution and Mm -hmm. part of, you know, and now he's, he's kind of the the bad guy and he knows it, you know, but he's... And but, he knew it going into it. Yeah, yeah. But he's he's okay with it now. Well, he's not okay with it, but he doesn't give it up. Nope. Because Murtaugh asks him to. Murtaugh basically says, will you join us? And Jamie says, nope. He says, I won't stop you. Yeah, I won't, I won't try and stop you, but uh, no, I'm going to keep on keeping on. And he says, I really hope you join us at Fraser's, Fraser's Ridge. Mm-hmm. And then Murtaugh froze his brow. I know. Yeah, sad a little bit. Meanwhile, back in the dark cabin, Herr Mueller, the German father, arrives. Yeah. He opens the door. Why isn't the door locked? I don't think they have a lock. Why wouldn't you have a lock on the door? I don't know. She has the gun towards the door and it just opens. I mean, if you want to get in that cabin, you can get in. That's true. That's true. Anyways, and he, he calls the Cherokee savages, and that's at the point where you're like, who are the savages here? Although he's not as... He comes in and he's sort of calm. You know, like, he's not... You expect Herr Mueller to come in all, like, craze balls and guns blazing. Well, what did he comes you think in, about the like, scene? It was really well done. It was like... He was, like, super creepy. There was, like, a lot of tension. Because at any point... Because he's got a gun in his belt, and you're just waiting for him to, like... A, he's like a ticking time bomb basically like a ticking time bomb like you know that something fucked up is going to happen but you don't know when and it's almost more disconcerting than he's calm because he's like in any event i took care of it that's my german accent that was like 
Count Dracula. But that's that's fine. <laughs> um, Herod, so then Herod Dracula says. Um, um, so was it was it did he does he because I looked away yeah. in horror. Is it her friend's scalp? It, yeah, that's what happened. So is he, it really her friend's he, scalp? So he's like, I brought this for you, and he she had, said, and it's wrapped up like the doll. She thinks it's the she doll, says, baby Clara's doll. doll, and she opens it up, and it is the scalp of her medicine woman friend and, how and some other mean? like totem i mean i i think she does a flashback to her friend that's yeah how I like knew that it's it they, they let you friend. they really let you know that that's so who here's, it was and that's uh, messed up i have a question yeah why she, are the germans scalping the cherokee i mean i think maybe it's one of those that uh, like because they know that's what they do i don't really know i don't understand i mean here Mueller's craze balls. You he know, is like, crazy. He's balls. lost all his kids and his granddaughter. You know, basically in Within, the last yeah. forty-eight hours, he's he's off his nut. So this scene really disturbed me. Yeah, it was a disturbing scene. But interestingly enough, when I watched it, I was just like, "Oh, that's so awful! I can't believe that happened." And you immediately said, "Things are not going to go well for Harry Mueller." No, he has like, to. You like, immediately he signed thought, his own death warrant. Yeah, I, which is not something I thought of. But you really? were like, you immediately thought of revenge. You're like, he's dead. Yeah. How did you know that they? Because well, of course, like that. That's you. You. He murdered their medicine woman and cut off her scalp. Like they're going to kill him immediately. I don't think Harry Mueller knew it. I don't know how he couldn't. I didn't know it. But yeah, that's. Do you think Claire knew it? She said goodbye to him. She yeah, well, like, and she gave him the shit eye, like nobody's business, like goodbye, Herr Mueller, and like. You, like Do you think she said that because she knew he was gonna die? I mean, probably. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, I don't know who wouldn't have who wouldn't have thought that back then. You know, like they're 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 ready to go at any time. You if you're gonna, I don't know. It, it was gonna be bad, and it was bad because the very next. Well, oh no, no, it's not the very it next. It shows scene. Claire putting her friend's scalp in the box yeah, with oh, the herbs God, they that put she in the gave box, to her. Now here's something I wonder. What about um? Don't you think she should have gone to them and said, "Hey guys, like I have this." Yeah, it's or messed up. Or do you think up. that she felt so connected to her that she's like, "I know what she would want." Yeah, it was her own maybe personal thing. At the same time, I I kind of think maybe she didn't want to get involved you, you know like in the middle of it like that's that's not i don't know that it would have done anybody any good might have confused them maybe exactly she's like, like i have this i have this, I have this <laughs> scalp does somebody want this is there a shelf you put this on like that's uh like that's yeah that's probably just put it in the box and light it on fire yeah which they do and then the next scene it goes from that fire to the Cherokee taking their revenge and shooting their yeah they, the they, Mueller's house full of flaming arrows flaming arrows and then in a very disturbing Frau scene Mueller the door opens out. and she comes out and you think she's so stunned because yeah. they they're burning her right, house but in her. fact she's been shot in the spine with an arrow and then she um, sort of crawls and moans on mm-hmm. the ground dies uh, either from her spinal injury or from burning to death. In front of Herr Mueller. Right, Herr Mueller comes out of the forest and he's like, Frau! Jesus Christ, it was yeah, disturbing. Like, I don't even want to keep talking about just, it. She just goes up like, like a... Okay, okay. So then they shoot him a bunch of <laughs> times. <laughs> and, then, yeah. and then the scene ends. Yeah, yeah they, they, they take him out and then they walk away. They just watch oh, the cabin I can't believe burn. I just relived that in ah. such detail. Sorry to any listener that that disturbed because I just no, disturbed it, it was myself talking about it again. Thank God for the next scene, the light moment with 
Claire picking up a bunch of firewood and she hears whistling and it's a song. It's the Bugle Boy song. Right. Which has which is a throwback all the way to season one. Yes, to an episode called The Search, right. which was not a very beloved episode. I liked that episode a I didn't lot. Mind it either. That was one I didn't of my favorite ones. That's and the one where Murtaugh is dancing over the swords, right? Yep. Yeah, I love that and episode. And she turns around. It's so Murtaugh heavy. And he does a little... A little jig, yeah. <laughs> a little jig. And she's so happy. She's so happy. And they hug. And, and so is he. He is. It's, mm-hmm. And they hug. And she's like, is it really you? And he's like, well, it's not the... Not the bugle boy. Bugle boy. And it's such a sweet moment. And I needed that moment. I did need that moment after what we had just seen. Yeah, it was a, it was a, it was a change. So that was a great scene. And then yeah, the it was final, final scene was Roger reading the letter. Right. And you see Brianna. In a brief flashback. Walking to the stones, putting her hand against it, and then she's gone. Yeah. What did you think of that? Well, because, and in the letter she basically says, I'm going back in time. And does she not say, don't try and follow me? Don't try and follow me. But if you're getting this letter, it didn't work. She's basically like, I either went to the wrong time or right. I couldn't get back, but I'm dead. Well, Something went wrong. Yeah, the lady was supposed to wait a year to give it to so him. So I think not... Brianna is planning on just going back, right? warning Claire and Jamie about the fire, right? and then going back to her own time. Oh, really? And she feels like within a year she'll be able to do that. But if she hasn't been able to do that, because she says to him, if I'm not back, if, you, if you're reading this letter, I obviously didn't come back. I didn't make it back. Right. So that's why she asked her to wait a year. Right. Which, if you think about it, how does she know that she's going to touch the stones and go exactly to where her mother is? She might go to dinosaur times. She may go to dinosaur... Maybe she does. We'll find out next episode. Well. So, let me tell you what I thought about Please. this scene. I didn't like it. Oh, why? And I didn't like that the episode was, ended on this. Was it her shitty costume? No, I liked her shitty costume. Okay. You would have a shitty costume if you were going back in time and didn't know how to dress. She kind of looked like Merida from Brave. That's what I thought. Yeah, she didn't know how Which to dress. It was a cool costume, but... Sort of like a like a like a dollar store costume. Yeah, version that's what of that. she looked like, and that's okay. what she would look like right. too. Okay. I didn't like the fact that um, we ended the episode on this because we ended the last episode yeah, knowing on this like Sophie skeleton yeah. time travel cliffhanger. Yeah, They're we, dragging we, that shit out. We of ended lives, the last episode on oh my god, Brianna went back in time. So why are we ending this one on it as well? That's not, we've already, we already know this is happening. Why are you showing us? We already know. Yeah. That kind of bothered me a little bit and. The only, yeah, sorry. No, go ahead. Well, the next episode better pick up right after that. Like. Yeah, they better not show her. Yeah, it better be like a cold, I want to see, I want to see a cold open where Brianna's like, (gasps) you know, she comes out of the stones and it's like, what the deuce. That would be amazing. That's what. If I was mowing the lawn, that is what Nobody it would be. Nobody gets that reference. That's, a, that's an in-joke between the two of us. But, uh, yeah, if I was doing it, that's that's how uh, that's how I would do it. Yeah. Me they, too. They probably won't. But they might. We'll find out next week. Yeah, here's the thing. I, I thought that this episode was great, but I didn't think it was as well written as the last episode. Mm-hmm. And... Part of the reason is I felt like we saw Roger looking for Brianna in the beginning, and then we didn't see him again till the end, and then we saw Brianna at the end. It's like, yeah. well, Isn't, This was another Roger and Brianna dud episode. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. There's so we much are, Roger and Brianna stalling, knew. We stalling, already stalling. knew that she was going back in time and Roger was upset about it. We knew that in the 15 seconds from the last episode. Yeah. Like, we could, we can, 
we have such little time, guys. Like, we just need to be a little bit more economical with our time. I think we don't need to see her going through the stones. We already knew that. Yeah, we knew she's we knew she's been there. They didn't need to show the walk up. I don't know, whatever. I just hate the stalling. The stalling. The stalling I don't like the stalling, stalling either. Yeah. I think that's what bothered me. But the rest of it was amazing. Loin points. Oh, I mean, I'll give this one like thirty-five. It was the episode was fine. Like it was. You gave the last one sixty, and I know, you gave the, the one with Rufus seventy-five. That was way better than this. This this episode was, I don't know, like. Kind of, which is the trend with these episodes this season is, there was nothing bad. There was nothing stupid. I love that they're that they've they've sucked the stupid out of this show, um, or at least so far. <laughs> After this episode, you said I do appreciate that the characters are a lot smarter because you said that all of season three was, and I quote, "We're stupid. Let's do dumb." <laughs> yeah, that, that's close quote. <laughs> that's that is. That was pretty much the theme of, of season three. We're stupid. Let's do dumb. That's right. But uh, yeah, so this season they've, they've eliminated that. So there's hard, you know, it's hard to find stupid to hate. Um, but what the the rest of it is just kind of boring. Like the episode was, again, it was a Roger and Brianna dud. It was, it was a bit of a time-killing episode. Like all the shit with Lord Tryon. I think Tryon it should get... And, the, and then like it, the only reason this one got 30 was because... It is all about Murtaugh. Like, I, I might know. bump it to 35. I think that an episode the that big Murtaugh. has Murtaugh gets more than that. I, I don't. Well, okay. you'll you'll see how many you gave it. But the, the episode itself, nothing really happened. It was just dud filler, time filler, which I hate. But, uh... Okay, so I don't... I, I think I don't... I like watching their life. Like, I loved watching Claire feed those goats. Oh, those goats. I did. I, well fed. I love that I feel like I know her life on the ridge. Mm-hmm. We totally skipped the part where Jamie comes home and he's like, Sassanac, what's wrong? It's like, where yeah. does she start, Jamie? Yeah. What's wrong? You know my best happened. friend, the healer? Like, ugh, well, But I, even even that subplot with Herr Mueller and the... Like, that was just... That was the TV equivalent of a make work project that you get at work. Like there was no that doesn't that's just like a sub story, except for the fact that her buddy died, which was you know fairly important maybe. But like that whole thing was, it was basically just to give Claire something to do. It was basically so that they had something they like they had this subplot where Jamie meets Murtaugh again, mm-hmm. but they have to cut back and forth, right? They have to mm-hmm. have two. You have to when you're doing a TV show, you have to have two storylines running that you have mm-hmm, to cut back mm-hmm. and forth yeah. and they're stalling with Roger and Brianna they can't show it because if they show too much of them they're actually going to have to show them doing something and they refuse to do that <laughs> yeah. so in this case they had to invent maybe it was well, in the book not, I don't know book, yeah. but they you know they basically spent a whole episode just showing this sub story with you know Claire and Harry Mueller which has no ramifications on it it was like we just, we may never hear about ever, that family ever. Yeah, again it probably won't it was just giving it was a, it was a secondary story for them to cut back to right which is that's why this episode only got 30 because it's like it's boring okay well you weren't bored watching it i can tell you because i watch all outlander episodes sitting beside you and i can tell the ones that you're bored in and i can tell the ones that you are not bored in and you are not bored in this one okay 35 i think you give it 40 i think i don't i give it four duck feedings out of 100 white ducks what about goats the goats are well fed they don't need food anymore okay what do you give it i give it 90. Really nice. So you thought it sucked too, because if you you give mediocre episodes 100. So 
First 90, of all, that's I give a, phenomenal bad... episodes 100. I give the best episodes 100. Right. You go over 100 for the ones you really love. Well, this one, very rarely do I go over 100. Garrison yeah. Commander gets over 100. Right. The Wedding gets over 100, right. probably. But um, also, well, no. Okay, we don't need to get into that. So 90. this one is a 90, and it's because I really enjoyed it. I thought it was very well acted. I thought, like like I said, I didn't care for that final scene with Brianna going back in time because we already knew, and I would have liked to have seen a little bit more progression with Roger. Like, most people know what's going to happen with Roger. I'm not going to spoil it by saying it out loud, but we all know what's going to happen, yeah. so let's get there. Rhymes like, with tack and bime. Who also is, bad toque. Who was your MVP for this? Um, My MVP, well, it's Murtaugh. How could it be anybody but Murtaugh? He's awesome. Yeah, me too. He crushes every scene he's in. Yeah. If they just had a show with Rollo and the gang featuring Murtaugh, I would watch that show. Cut Claire and Jamie out of it. Cut Roger Brianna out of it. Just give me Young Ian, John Quincy Myers, <laughs> yeah. Rollo, and Murtaugh. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's a show I want to see. Make that show. Now. Favorite scene? I mean... The Murta reveal. Okay, was it Murta reveal with Ian or Murta reveal with Jamie? They were both good. Um, I think Murta reveal won just because it was nice for it to happen. Yeah. Yeah. The the scene with he and Jamie were, were was really, really good too. But uh, Murta reveal won. Yeah. V1. Yeah. Uh, for me, my favorite scene was Murta reveal 2. Yeah, well, I can see why. With him and Jamie. Tied very, very closely with um, just Jamie learning how much young Ian had paid. Because, like, the anticipation was so exciting for me when he's like, what? And they do that close-up on Sam Ewan's face and he just looks so haggard. And, and I'm like, he's going to go back. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of a funny scene. Mm-hmm. Least favorite scene. Um... Least favorite scene. I, I don't know. There wasn't anything that was so. Was it Roger all tubby? Oh uh, yeah, I guess it was the 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 Roger stalling scene. Not so much the first one where he gets the letter, but that last one at the end where, just yeah, and then the the flashback with Brianna and the stones. It was just like get on with that. Either yeah. get get on with it or don't show it. Yeah, you know, like yeah, give me something or give me nothing. Like they could have just used that in the beginning of the next episode, showing yeah. her journey. Yeah, or, or or something. Yeah, you know, like like the they could have taken the whole everything that happened with Roger in the last episode could have all been one mm-hmm. Roger episode. Like that that could have been all in one episode. Yeah. Um. But yeah, they're just they're obviously dragging out for a reason. They, I'm guessing it's because they don't have a ton of story to tell from. I feel like they do though from this book or shootable story. I I don't know, but but they're they're obviously. Really, they're they're dragging it out for a reason. Yeah, yeah. You know, like uh, yeah. So, so my least favorite scene was also that final scene yeah. with Brianna. It was it was fine, but it was like meh. Yeah, yeah. Like, how did they? How did? How were we expected to react to that? Like, <gasps> she's gone through the stone. Like, like, that was last we know that cast. already. Yeah. That yeah. was what happened last week when right. we heard that that happened. Anyway, so same MVPs we have. Yeah. Same. Oh, pseudo favorite scene. And same, same least favorite scene. Well, I'll be diggity dog damn. Who'd have thunk it? Who would have thunk it? 40, 45 point difference though. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Good math. Thank you. Good math. Thank you very much. Well. That's it. Yet another edition of Loinlander, the most unofficial Outlander podcast on the internet or anywhere 
in the universe. We love hearing from you. Yes, we do. So much. So write we, us on Facebook. Send uh, us an email. Send us an email at uh, loinlander at gmail.com or find us on Twitter at loinlander. Facebook, book, uh, Facebook group's blown up. So yeah. <laughs> so come come check out that group. We're getting some, some good interaction there. So, so come on by and have some conversation. Yeah. It's good times. Okay, thanks so much, everyone. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks a lot. Have a good night. Bye. Bye-bye. Outlander, 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 Outlander. Outlander, 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 Outlander. 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 Floodlander. Mm-hmm.